Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive podcast. So I am continuing my little series here of talking to some of the amazing industry leaders that we have now in our in-home pet industry, the coaches, the consultants, and the strategists that we have. And I have someone special here with me today. I am super excited to finally have Doug Keeling on. He is the dog guy, right? It's bad to the bone pet care. And now you are in Jacksonville and Tampa now, correct? And That's you don't right. Even, you don't even live anywhere close to those areas. Right. I live in Atlanta and I manage my business remotely. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome to the podcast today. So excited to get the chance to talk to you. Now, this series, we're just really focusing on really the, the maturation of our industry, how much the pet industry has really changed. And along with those changes and the amazing changes that we've had, even in the digital space with the technology available to us, that we have so many people that are able to step forward. And instead of quietly leading from their little corners of the U.S. or even the world, they are able to get out there and really have a public voice for standardization and for the improvement of the pet industry in general. And I am so excited that you have jumped into that space. I've been following you with your YouTube channel now for a while and just enjoy the evolution of where you have gone with that from the, you know, the long hair days with the crazy curtain background (laughs) To, you know, just like how you've just settled into who you are and, and how you can help people. So tell me a little bit more about what you do in that space of education in our industry. Oh, well, let me start by just saying thank you so much for having me on. And, and it, uh, you're such an inspiration to me and, and to so many people in the industry. So it really means a lot to me to, to be here talking to you today. Oh, God, it's so much fun. I'm so glad that we've we've gotten you on here for everybody to hear. <laughs> it's I love that you brought up the long hair uh, mustache days. I'm having uh, Kayla from Doc's Design do some uh, branding for Doug the Dog Guy. And she sent me some stuff back with the long hair and the mustache and everything. And I had to email her uh, this morning. And I said, no, no, those days are long gone. We're not bringing that back. <laughs> It would have been a great icon because a lot of us can relate to that. <laughs> and her her artwork was great, of course, as it always is. But uh, you know, I'm I'm leaving those days in the past. I got my hair cut. I shaved the mustache. We're moving forward. <laughs> oh, what a hoot! Yeah, so yeah. I've been I've been following for a while, but it's amazing. And now, what uh, for people that are interested in looking up your uh, YouTube channel? What is that YouTube channel called? Doug the dog guy. And I post videos every week, at least once a week, um, just sharing my knowledge, my experiences as a full-time pet sitter, dog walker, and pet business owner. You know, this is my ninth year in business, and uh, I've made every mistake in the book. Uh, I've learned everything that I know the hard way. So I just try to share uh, my journey so that people don't have to make some of the same mistakes that I've which is pretty incredible how it got started that way. So, you know, we've we've talked briefly before about how you got started and, you know, in the pandemic and, and why you even started a YouTube channel. Can you yeah, share you that? Know, yeah, when, uh, when we locked down for the pandemic, uh, I watched my business go from six figures to zero overnight. And I spent, you know, weeks in bed just sobbing because this business is my entire life. It's it's like my firstborn child. And uh, I just didn't know what was next. None of us knew what was next. And I just had this like pent up anxiety and energy that 
I didn't know what to do with. And I just kept thinking, I want to tell people my story. I want people to know what I've done, what I've been through, and maybe, maybe I can help someone along the way. And uh, so I literally just started talking to my phone in my bedroom, you know, and uh, my, my boyfriend thought I was crazy. You know, he had walked down the hall and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm making YouTube videos. He's like, you yeah, don't know how to course. make a YouTube video. I'm like, well, I'm figuring it out. You know, and my first videos are still on the channel. They're awful. They're terrible. But <laughs> I've, I've learned, you know, just like I did with my pet business, you know, I'm learning uh, now on this side of things. And I'm learning the hard way, one step at a time, day by day. And it's been incredible. I, I've found so much joy, so much fulfillment, uh, and, and a certain level of meaning and purpose uh, with sharing my story. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking previously that, you know, there's something so uh, amazing about seeing people have that light bulb moment when you say something. And, and uh, I, I, there's just nothing better. It's huge. You know, I, I find that, you know, most of the people in this industry are giving people by nature. And, you know, we, we give to our clients, we give to our community, we give to our team if we have it. And, and just that extra opportunity to see, see that you're offering value to somebody else is just, you know, it's, it's just great. It just kind of feeds our, you know, generally nurturing nature that, that a lot of us have, right? Caring, Absolutely. For, caring for people, Definitely. People and pets, it goes both ways. Yep, yep. Oh, incredible. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the evolution of your own pet business. So, you know, like like I had said, you're in two different locations now. So tell us a little bit about how your business is set up. Yeah, so it's changed a lot over the years. You know, I started just as a solo pet sitter in 2013 and... Uh, had no idea what I was doing. I had no, I had done no research. I just kind of fell into pet sitting and dog walking and uh, grew exponentially. You know, uh, it was within eight, nine months, I was making enough to uh, support myself just off of pet sitting and dog walking and quit my other job 10 months in, made my first hire at 11 months in. And then fast forward now nine years, you know, I have a team of uh, 18 people and we cover the entire uh, Jacksonville area, which includes Orange Park, Middleburg, uh, Green Cove Springs, Summapana Vidra. And then in 2017, we expanded down into Central Florida and we cover everywhere from uh, northern, northern Lakeland all the way to eastern Tampa. So that includes oh. Plant City, Brandon, Valrico, Ruskin, and it, there's a lot of, uh, you know, smaller farming communities in that area that we do some farm care through there. And uh, yeah, and now uh, July of last year, I moved up to Atlanta, six hours away from my closest uh, team member or, or my closest client, and I'm managing the, the whole thing remotely. So that is pretty amazing, and I think that is really I mean, you, you offer two very massive things to the industry, which, you know, one, of course, is your travel pet care. And I know you've talked to a lot of people about that. That is a huge interest in the industry, travel pet care, along with transportation services. Uh, but I really wanted to focus on the, the dynamics of having a core business location and not only expanding to a new one, but then moving six hours away having systems built enough that you can completely remotely operate multiple locations. So let's back up to 2016. So that was just Jacksonville at that point, right? Right. So what was the, what was the transition that made you expand? Was it a request? Uh, did somebody move? Did you have a strategy behind it or was it purely accidental? You know, it happened really, really naturally. And uh, uh, Jacksonville is the largest city in the United States uh, area-wise. So I was kind of operating uh, Jacksonville as if it was multiple locations from the beginning without even knowing it. I didn't even realize it. I just had to because it takes over an hour to get from one side of Jacksonville to the other. Holy and when wow. I started... 
Yeah, when I started hiring people in different areas of Jacksonville, it became immediately evident to me that, you know, I can't swoop in and rush to the rescue for a team member that may be technically in the same town as me, but that's an hour away. Um, so I immediately started putting systems and processes in place. I started using software very early on. I started uh, cross-training my team members to be able to handle different situations without me getting too involved. And uh, it just really grew naturally. And uh, I knew that my biggest weakness right off the bat was hiring. I had never hired anyone before. I had never trained or managed anyone before. I was great with getting the clients. I could go out there and I could drum up clients. I could, uh, you know, put my charm on, do the customer service. I could, I was great with the dogs. I was great with the cats. Terrible with hiring though. And uh, we had a client in Jacksonville. Uh, her name's Jeannie. Um, great lady, great lady. She came to me and said, Doug, like your business is great and I want to help you grow it. I do human resources for our local airport. Uh, let me help you hire people. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, so gee, I, I don't know. Are you qualified? <laughs> <laughs> so no joke. I hired her right there on the spot. And she started hiring people for me in Jacksonville. And within just a couple of months, she came to me and she said, you know, one of my best friends that I used to work with lives down in central Florida, and she is really interested in being a pet sitter and a dog walker. I've told her about what we're doing up here, and uh, she's really into it. And I said, well, I'm good at getting clients. You already have the connection with her. Let's make it happen. So we jumped in her minivan. We drove the three hours down there. Uh, we, we met with the lady, and uh, I hired her. And I didn't really put a whole lot of planning or thought or strategy into it. It was literally that fast. I mean, it was almost overnight. I went from never thinking of expanding outside of Jacksonville to the next day, I had a team member in a different city. Yeah. That's, and it, yeah, that's a lot. Um, it's like all the stars aligned, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was totally just meant to be. And, and, you know, I, I can't think, Jeannie enough, you know, I, it wouldn't have happened without her and, uh, she having that connection. And, uh, so, but it, it was great because since I was already operating Jacksonville, as if it was multiple territories, I already had everything in place. I already had the way that we operate in writing. I already had training manuals written. I already had systems and processes I already had software and like I said, I knew how to get clients. So as soon as we had uh, our new team member on board down there, uh, I drove down for a weekend. I got a motel room down there and I just hit the ground and I started calling every pet sitter and dog walker that I could find that was already established down there saying, hey, let's go grab a beer. Let's go grab coffee. Uh, I want to get to know you. I want to tell you about what I'm doing. I want to hear about what you are doing. And just really building uh, long-term meaningful relationships with the other businesses. I was not going in there saying, oh, I'm starting up a new business. I need referrals. I was genuinely curious about what these other businesses were doing down in that area. Because I knew that there were going to be some differences. Because it is a, more of a rural area down there than, it, than Jacksonville. And uh, one of the first things that I was told by one of these other businesses is that uh, there's farms, there's people that need help with farm care. And most of the other pet sitters and dog walkers won't handle the farm animals. So I immediately said, well, that's going to be our niche in central Florida. That will be our niche. And uh, so I did some Google uh, PPC ads. I made some flyers to, to take to other uh, businesses I did my entire marketing strategy based around farm care and we had clients signing up almost immediately. I mean, my, uh, my first employee down there was able to go full time within three months of us, uh, starting, she was making a full time living and, wow. uh, yeah. And it, and, and like you said, it was just like the stars aligned, you know, yeah, it, the stars like really aligned. 
It really did. So that, I mean, the first one that went full-time, was that your original connection from um, yep. the HR lady? Yeah. Yeah. That was the connection from her. And then I just really gave her a lot of ownership. You know, I told her right from the get go, I said, you know, I'm three hours away. I have a lot on my plate up here. At that point, I I was still in the field pet sitting myself. I was trying to manage and run the team. I was still in college too. So I was taking night classes at the university. Yeah, I had a lot going on. So I told her, I said, if we are going to make this work, then I need you to run the show. I'll be available via phone call and I can come down here maybe once a month or something to meet with you in person. But here is how I operate. Here's my training manuals. Here's everything that I know. I put it into writing for you. You need to take this and run with it. And uh, I had to pay her a little bit more than your typical pet sitter and dog walker to make that happen. Uh, But it was the best money I've ever spent. (laughs) So now how has it spread from there? Yeah. So uh, within a few months, you know, she got uh, her roster was full and uh, she had done hiring and training and stuff from her previous job. So she called me up and she said, Doug, are you ready for me to start hiring? And I said, let's do it. So, <laughs> wow, you found the perfect person. <laughs> yeah, it, it was perfect. It, it, it was really just, it was a dream come true for a dream that I didn't even know that I had. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that opened up so much more possibility for you. And I mean, so many key things in there is, is being able to find the right person that is willing to take ownership in something like that, that, that has the ability to, you know, see the big picture and, and know that they can get to that point. And it sounds like who also had enough initiative to, to then keep building it. So, you know, it's, it's important, I think for our employees to feel some sort of ownership in what they do, but that was, um, you know, ownership out of necessity, right? Yeah. (laughs) She knew it's like, you're going to make it or break it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it w- it was amazing, you know, and so she started uh, hiring and I would go down like once a month to meet with some of the other businesses that I was building these relationships with and uh you know, taking flyers to uh leasing offices and things like that and we had our website and social media page, did some SEO work. I did some pay-per-click ads in the very beginning just for like the first couple of months to get the ball running. And uh, man, it, it just really grew exponentially, very naturally uh, from there, you know, and now we have uh, several team members and uh, I've always told all of them down there that I, um, I'm, I'm not going to come down there and swoop in to the rescue. I can't. I, even if I wanted to, I can't. So all of you are cross-trained to the nth degree. They're all, they all know how to handle any situation the way that I would handle it. uh, Because I've trained them in person, I have an online training module that they all go through, I have it all in writing and in physical manuals that I give to them. And uh, I've just gotten really, really lucky with having really the best team imaginable. That is pretty amazing, especially since they do kind of operate as their own little pod autonomously because you've empowered them with that. Yeah. I mean, you've empowered them with the, the how to manual. It's, it's like you've, uh, you know, created your, your own little franchise ownership situation, except it's not franchise. The, the yeah. little company, yeah. company owned branch out there. So how <laughs> it many- really does operate uh, like a franchise. It operates like a franchise without being one. And uh, <laughs> I actually took a course on how to build a franchise and I, I uh, put a lot of that knowledge that I learned in that course into how I built out this Central Florida team. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different options that you can do when you do a a separate space like that. Uh, Building a franchise operation is is a pretty significant undertaking. I've looked at that myself because at a certain point as a pet business owner, you know, you got to say what's next. And, you know, if that's the kind of space you want to be in. But it's a big deal. That's cool that you actually took a class on it. I've done a lot of research on it myself. And I mean, even, you know, the e-myth by Michael Gerber talking about just 
everyone should set up their business as a franchise model. Uh, right. you know, something that really is just like, here's the package, here's everything you need, here's all your systems. So you can, if you choose to, plug and play, find a new location, research, you know, that location to, to see, you know, if it can support a business like yours, and then, you know, it, it can operate on its own. So that is just right. fascinating that you happen to have all of that so perfectly packaged for the right time for the right person. Yeah, it. I mean, it. It was just so natural, and I think back on it now, and I'm like, "How did that happen? It did. Is that real life?" <laughs> <laughs> so, how many team members do you have there now? You said you have 18 total. How many are in that Central Florida? Location? I have two in Lakeland, one in Plant City, and then one in Eastern Tampa. Okay, so that really stretches all the way across. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it works out perfectly. It works out really perfectly. And, and don't get me wrong. We have definitely made some mistakes along the way. There has been, uh, some balls dropped and, uh, definitely learned some things the hard way, but, uh, it's, it's all worked out really well. And I've, I've just always gone into everything with my business with a growth mindset. And I've never really been, uh, scared of failure because I figure, you know, I would rather, try it and it fail, then, you know, look back and say, what if? That's true. I mean, every, every time that there's some sort of a big screw up or failure, it's, it's always taught me something, you know, sometimes I have to stop and lick my wounds for a little while, but <laughs> after that point, it's like, all right, where's the lesson? I mean, that's the only way that, that failure becomes meaningful is by right. figuring out, you know, what the heck was the lesson in there? Because there is always, always something, especially if you're willing to look internally at that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, one cool. of my original team members down there uh, decided to start her own thing a couple of years ago and walked away with a lot of our clients. And that was okay. a huge, huge learning curve. And that was, you know, I, I talk a lot about the importance of empowering your team but I think there's a line where like you need to empower them to a certain extent, but then you have to remember that it is your business and you are the one calling the shots and you kind of have to find that happy uh, middle ground when you're doing something like this. Yes. Yes. I, I know how much that hurts. I've had that happen. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to not take that personally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, don't take it personally. I'm like, whatever, you know, that's not real life. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, I guess just on the legalities of that, because I know that's a, a concern a lot of people have of, oh, my gosh, if I hire an employee, they're going to take my business. Um, you do use employees, correct? Yep, yep. I used independent contractors for the first couple of years of my business and, uh, you know, uh, thankfully made the transition to employees. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we want to get into the weeds on this very much, but I, I, I will say that I am very much a proponent of employees over independent contractors. Oh, yes, yes. Team, team employee all the way over here. Awesome. Um, so, you know, I mean, in that situation, I would I would assume you had an employee contract that. Oh, yes. Signed yeah. also. So yeah. did you pursue her in any way? No, it, I talked to an attorney and it just wasn't going to be worth it. At the end of the day, you know, it, it just wasn't going to be worth it. It, it was more worthwhile for me to just go down there, hire a different team member, drum up some more clients and keep moving. Yeah, that's a, that's a really powerful place to stand from. Of course, there's, you know, all of the discussion right now, whether or not, uh, you know, federal government is going to eliminate having non-competes even being legal. Um, right. Of course, non-solicit, she did take your employees. So there's still a stand right there. But I've had that happen before and um, one particular situation. And, uh, you know, your first reaction is getting angry. Well, okay, so maybe not your first reaction because no, but that was know. my first reaction. <laughs> I don't know if you ever get angry, um, but but yeah, it, it's like you're going through all the stages of grief when something like that happens because yeah, I mean this business is your baby. You've put so much into it over however many years it's been, and you know, I mean, you'll hit that anger and and then you know, I'm like trying to get revenge, and so yes, contacted my attorney right away sent a, you know, cease and desist. And um, at a certain point, 
you, you know, you, you go through all that stuff and you recognize that like, it really has just made you sad. Um, you know, I have kids. So uh, one of the movies that um, we love to watch so much is home. It's, it's a, it's a Netflix it's on Netflix. Um, of course it's a cartoon or whatever, but it's this little alien that, that comes to us and, um, and he's kind of learning the English language or, or whatever. And the, the emotion he talks about as being mad, sad, that's kind of the feeling <laughs> mad, sad, you're, you're angry, but it's an emotional sadness. It's its own emotion. Yeah. It's a completely separate category from mad and sad. Yep. <laughs> so you're mad, sad. So yes, um, went through the mad, sad phase and realize that, you know, you, you do have to just pick your battles and it's whether or not you're going to give that person enough control and empowerment over your life to control you for the amount of time it takes to post a legal challenge. And right. just like you, I, I made that decision that honestly, she wasn't worth it. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my head down and I'm going to continue moving forward in the business that I have created because I will find, I will find more people. They're out there right. just waiting for me right now. Yeah. So that's, you know, that can definitely be a struggle in any pet business when you have employees. Definitely. Yeah, it can be a struggle, but I don't want to scare people with that. I don't want to let. No, people... not at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that that should be uh, a hindrance to anyone. You should know that it's a possibility, but you should believe in yourself and believe in the power of mindset. You know, if you have a positive mindset and you believe in what you are doing, you believe in your mission and your vision and you keep your why at the forefront of every decision that you are making, then you will succeed one way or another. Absolutely. Five paws up over here on that one. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely important to realize that how you are, bringing that employee on. I mean, for it's, it's all the way back to the hiring process. When you talk to them, when you onboard them to, to your culture, um, when you really have a, a team mindset and you're building people up, um, you know, that goes a long ways to uh, preventing any of those possibilities. You know, you want to make sure that your team members feel fulfilled. So, you know, they don't even consider that as a, a possibility. I know, and you know, in my case, my team members understand how much we do, and and they wouldn't even consider it at this point because they just love the support that they get from yeah. our team. I haven't, you know, I haven't even had any issues like that since when was she like ten years ago or something like that. I, it was a learning lesson for me because um, the letter that we got back from her after we sent out the cease and desist, uh, she, I don't remember. <laughs> That the main phrase that I remember is anyone can pick up dog shit. Like she oh. was saying, she was saying, I don't, you, you haven't taught me anything. Anyone can pick up dog shit. And wow. when I actually was able to take a step back and really think through that and look internally. I realized that there were a lot of gaps in my own systems that gave her the space to say that and to say it honestly, mm -hmm. I, I could look back and I could see, yep. I can see where she would say that. So, you know, that it was one of my stepping stones to build my culture and my culture of education and always learning uh, and really um, educating and empowering my employees. So, you know, it's one of those ways, of course, that we all take a failure and we turn it around and create some massive possibility and then accomplishment out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's what I've got about it. You know, we could we, we could talk about our mistakes and our lessons all day long. <laughs> there is a lot out there. So have you considered intentionally starting a new location? I have. I have. You know, I live in Atlanta now. And I will tell you, so we moved to Atlanta July of last year for uh, my boyfriend's job. He manages animal hospitals, and he got a really good opportunity to open a new emergency uh, specialty clinic up here. Nice. So we made the move, and uh, I I told him when we when we were discussing this move, I said, I'm not expanding the business. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm just going to manage what I have remotely. That's more than enough for me. And we've been up here a few months now. 
Okay, stories changing. Yeah, the the wheels. You miss are it, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do miss it. You know, and and of course, I'm involved with my team. You know, uh, via Zoom and phone calls and Slack and everything else. But you know, I like being on the ground. I like you know being out there with the dogs in the in the rain, in the snow, whatever it is, in the heat. I like it. You know, I, I never wanted to sit behind a computer all day, you know, or be on the phone all day. I wanted to be out in nature, play in with the dogs. And, um, you know, what, what really got my wheels turning uh, up here is I had to hire a pet sitter for my own dog. And I called over 20 different pet sitting companies in the Atlanta area uh, only seven of the 20 called me back. I'm still waiting on calls back from the other 13. So if anybody's watching this and you have a missed call <laughs> for me, I'm waiting. I am waiting. Oh um, my goodness. Out of, out of the seven that called me back, um, three of them uh, did not have accurate information on their website. They said on their website that I was in their service radius, but I apparently am not in their service radius. So then now I'm down to like four companies and I did meet and greets with two of them that were awful. I mean, I could write a book about these meet and greets. I immediately called the manager of my team down in Jacksonville and I said, you need to make sure that we are never doing this crap in our meet and greets. And we call them new client consultations. But <laughs> and then I so I ended up finally hiring someone and she was great on paper, great in the consultation. And then uh did not work out, did not work wow. out. So it's like, you know, I kind of feel like my only option, I feel like my only option is to expand just for, just for the sake of my own pets. <laughs> it's a moral imperative. <laughs> it, I, yeah. I'm starting to feel that way. And my boyfriend's in the background, like, no, please don't, please don't. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe next podcast uh, we can talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, that sounds like an article to write for the Pets at World, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> that entire experience. Holy yeah. cow. I can't believe that. You said 20. Yep, yep. And were these all, I mean, were these just, I was going to say through the phone book, God, I just like spoke my age. <laughs> uh, were these just all businesses that you Googled? Or yeah, was it I, um, a PSI or NAPS? Or how did you get these people? Yeah, so I actually learned a lot about what it means to be a client through this process because previously I had never hired another business. Um, I didn't when I when I got my dog, I already had a team of people, you know, so I never had to hire a different business. And uh, uh, when I decided to search for a, a pet sitter up here, my very first thing that I did was I just got on Google and I said pet sitter near me. I didn't even think to do anything else. I was, and I was not thinking as a business owner. I wasn't thinking as a coach. I wasn't thinking, I was just thinking as a dude that needs help with his own dog, you know? Yeah. So that showed me right away, okay, well, this is probably what our clients are doing too. And it really made me tweak uh, our client acquisition process just within That's the last huge. few months. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge. And even the way that like, the way that people were answering their phones and the tone in their voice, the, the information that they had readily available for me and the information that they did not have readily available, the in inconsistencies between what were on people's websites and what I was being told, the fact that I wasn't getting calls back. I mean, I've like completely rewritten our new client onboarding process because of this. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is amazing. Like seriously, write this article right now. I'm, I'm expecting it in my mailbox and, you know, in the next issue. So <laughs> maybe I'll make a YouTube video about it. <laughs> Either way, man, get that out there to people because I mean, that's, that's important for newbies and that's important for veteran businesses. Uh, getting that, you know, what your actual funnel looks like for clients, you know, all of those little steps, what is their experience? I know that's part of the education I have in my uh, sales funnel training is looking at those different steps and making sure you have a solid experience for them. Um, right. You know, figuring out some way that you can analyze how your new client appointments are being done if you don't do them yourself, of course, right? 
because that is a massive first impression. That is the face of your company going out there. And yeah. when you have the opportunity to do that, figure out some way to set up a camera. Here you go. I'm setting everybody up. Set up a camera, have somebody else do a new client appointment and videotape your people doing new client appointments. That would be great training, right? <laughs> yeah. The I biggest think thing that those companies would be a little surprised at what their representatives do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even looking at my own process, I was like, wow, we have really been making some mistakes. And, you know, like I said, I learn everything the hard way. And this is something that, you know, I'm learning nine years into the business. Amazing. <laughs> I know. I still, I learned things 25 years in. So there's, it's never going to stop, Doug. I'm so sorry yeah. to disappoint you. <laughs> it, is, it is never going to stop. You're never going to know it all. <laughs> Just no. do it right. So, <laughs> like, what's one of the biggest mistakes that you you saw, and you're like, "Oh man, we're going to change this." What was one of the biggest things that you saw? Oh man, the one thing that just really stood out to me was that uh, I signed up with this one company. I was really happy with their website, with their onboarding process, with the lady that, the the lady that spoke to me on the phone. I was really happy with all of that, and then the sitter showed up. Uh, 15 minutes late to the consultation, uh, wearing pajamas and flip-flops. And uh, I asked her, I walk my dog using an easy walk harness, which we know is one of the most common harnesses uh, known in our industry. And I asked her, I held up Turkey's uh, easy walk harness and I said, do you know how to use this properly or do you need me to show you? And she laughed and said, I don't know what that is. And she was being serious. Like she was serious, didn't know how to properly use an easy walk harness. So I immediately, as soon as she left, I called the, I called the manager on my team and I said, I need you to meet with everybody on our team and verify that they know how to properly use an easy walk harness. <laughs> and that's part of our training. You know, we, how to use all the different leashes and harnesses and collars. That's all part of our online training module. But I was like, no, I want you to meet with them in person, take an easy walk harness with you and watch them, put it on the dog, watch them walk the dog and make sure this is right. Is I mean, after that, like I paid for the new client consultation and then I would never let her walk my dog. Knowing that she didn't know how to use an easy walk harness, next I'm out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So that's definitely just like a training issue that you notice. It's it, that is an interesting perspective to have as as a client to really kind of go through the the differences in companies and realizing that there's some real big gaps out there. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that like stood out to me through talking to all of the different companies in this whole process was the way that I felt. Because it's, you know, I can train someone on how to use a harness. I can train someone. Um, on pretty much anything. I cannot train you to have the right uh, frame of mind. I can't train you to have the right beliefs. And uh, if you come into my house uh, to work with my pets and you have a negative mindset, that's not good for anyone, you know? And uh, it really made me look at what I look at when I'm hiring. Because previously, I looked for animal care experience. I wanted to hire vet techs and uh, grooming assistants. And I wanted to hire people with this level of expertise. And it made me just say, man, I can train them on how to do this kind of stuff. I've got to hire for personality and beliefs and morals. Because that's the stuff that you can't train. That is 100% true. I, I, I do see a lot of People, especially when they're new starting out and hiring that like, oh, I got to hire people with experience. But, man, you'll get people in the door that will have the wrong experience. Um, right. Maybe they've been at some location where they're very heavy handed with their animals and you, you don't want that in, in your business. Um, and a lot of times you're having to correct for poor training and background. And that can honestly be harder than training them correctly in the first place. Totally. At least, at least I found that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, same thing. I'm really, I'm hiring for culture fit. I'm hiring for, you know, those team players. I'm hiring for great communicators. And um, it's not, in our case, our managers do our new client appointments. So 
we're not even really hiring for that soft skill of being a great communicator with new people. We, we have, we're a soft place for a lot of people to work that maybe have social anxieties because they, I mean, unless we of course have pandemic people still at home working from home, they're not coming across people normally. So they're amazing with what they do. They're very reliable. They're very accountable. Uh, they're great at doing their job. Um, but, you know, maybe not so great with people in general and they're flourishing in our company. Uh, we, yeah. we, have, we have one employee. I absolutely adore her. She's been with us now for I think we're pushing about a year and a half and she's young. She has a lot of mental health struggles and she actually had written me a letter talking about how deeply touched she was that our company came to her at the right time because she was she was concerned she was never going to be employable. And wow. that hit me hard. So, and, and she has actually, uh, she's developed into almost a new person with us. So, wow. you know, just how we, we can be that space for those people too, you know, in our situation, because we don't have them do new client appointments, rare yeah. occasion, only with medical pets. Yeah. So that, that yeah. is, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Wow. So, so I guess there still is a little glimmer of like, you might be responsible now for starting a branch. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I mean, honestly, again, that's, that's going to be just another natural evolution of, of who you are and what you want to do in your community. Um, because you know how to do it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so here's the website. You do a little PPC. You kind of almost have the format that worked down there, which if you have a vacuum in the area that you are in, I mean, Atlanta's huge, but if there's a vacuum where you are, then it's going to start organically growing because of who you are and how you do things. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll be waiting you. to find out what the next step is. <laughs> That's the phone on that. You're going to take over the world <laughs> all over the place. So uh, one step at a time. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Because of course now you're really big in the travel pet care. Um, and you've, I think the really cool thing is how that is, of course, your passion. I know you're going to be speaking about this here, not, not too far down the road at the um, Texas Pet Center Conference, right? Um, how just kind of, you know, your passion has been able to unite with your business and the way that you've structured your business to be able to involve traveling with it. Um, I think that is, is a pretty remarkable thing that you have been able to do that and then bring in being able to help other businesses with it just because you have an amazing team behind you. So Did that, I mean, of course, everybody knows Brenna from, you know, if you were at the PSI convention, she's like dream, complete dream. She is amazing. She, she really is. I would be so lost without her. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, my Brenna is named Melanie. So I have one of those two. I would be lost without her. Um, and it's it's pretty amazing that you have been able to develop that so you can, you know, go go after your passions, which in your case is still in the pet industry. For other people that get to this point, it might be something else. So, I mean, how has that transition been for you? I always, it's like, I always see, oh, Doug's flying from here to here. (laughs) Little posts of, hey, I'm, you know, now I'm going from, what was the last one? California to. Yeah. Yeah. Last Friday, I flew from Atlanta to Ontario, California, picked up three cats. And then I had them delivered in uh, Palm Coast, Florida by midday on Monday. So it was a long couple days on the road with those kitties, but we made it and uh, it was a blast. You know, I, I've, I've always said my two biggest passions in life are animal welfare and traveling. And I saw very early on in my business that I, I wasn't going to be able to do the traveling that I wanted to do uh, if I didn't get things systematized and if I didn't have a team and if I didn't have the certain Uh, foundational building blocks in place that I wasn't going to be able to be my true self. And if I wasn't going to be able to be my true self and travel and do these other things, then I may as well quit and go do something else, you know? Um, So I immediately started, like I said, putting everything into writing 
And I started real broad, uh, just jotting down bullet points of like, if this happens, we do this. If we, this happens, we do that. And then it just kind of grew and expanded from there to where now we have, you know, uh, manuals covering everything that you can think of. Every instance I've ever gone through, you know, I have it in writing in these manuals. I have a video training course that uh, on Thinkific. Um, you know, I do in-person training and just everything is as automated and systematized as I know how to get it to this point. And that's really what allows me to say, hey, you know, uh, my, yeah, my business is in Florida, but if you have a pet in Germany or Oregon or wherever you may be uh, and you need help with them, call me. I may be able to come help you. Uh because I have a great team in place and I have the systems in place to run the team. And, you know, it, it makes these other dreams possible, you know, and it, like I said, it's a dream come true for a dream that I didn't even know that I had. And that is just so amazing how just all of your experiences have led you into these little like sub niches of our industry. Uh, you know, that's, that's why you offer so much to this space with your, I mean, of course, your YouTube channel, because it is a total outlet for who you are and, and your value that you offer people, but also in this, this coaching and the speaking that you've gone into. I mean, you've really, has it been just over the last year that you've started really getting into formal, more formal coaching? Yeah, yeah. So I started posting YouTube videos maybe a year and a half ago, and then didn't get serious about it until about a year ago. And then yeah, I mean, you saw at the uh, Cleveland uh, Pet Sitter World Conference just a couple of months ago, that was my first time speaking publicly. I was shaking. I was so nervous. None <laughs> of us saw that. We were like all rooting for you. It was well, an amazing you. presentation. I, you know, I mean, you, you clearly have systems down, especially if you're able to like, here is the book of how to run a business and you've already done it once. So uh, getting up there and talking about systems was, that was your bang, man. That was that, that's one of your sweet spots. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it, it's something that every business should pay more attention to. I think I, I, I talk to a lot of other pet sitters and dog walkers that they're having some of the same issues over and over and over. And I just say, man, take a step back, just take a step back and let's really think about this and let's put some things into writing and then hold yourself to what you put into writing. If you put it into writing and then just stash it in a drawer and never look at it anymore, that's not doing you any good. You have to build a document and a system that you will actually follow and that will mean something to you and to your team and to your overall community at the end of the day. Yeah. The one that works is the one you use. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> that is it. But, you know, I mean, of course, uh, with the time that you've put into all the value you share in your YouTube channel, uh, what you do with your own businesses, how supportive you are with um, other companies on Facebook and the forums, your coaching, just everything that you have out there, um, it really has culminated in the perfection of you being announced as the Pet Sitters International 2023 Pet Sitter of the Year. And <laughs> congratulations on that achievement. That well, is thank you. amazing because you are, you are a perfect person to represent us for such a time as this. The opportunities that we have in our industry, um, your openness, willing to share with people, and your unique experiences that, that you bring to us. Um, I know people have been clamoring for information from you on doing travel pet sitting and transportation services. And, and you're stepping up. You are, you are super willing to talk to people about how to do that. And that's one of the beauties of what this industry has turned into is a real collaborative environment. And I appreciate that you're you're there doing that and you're just evolving yourself to, to what is what's needed right now. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I really do believe that we're all in this together, you know, and a rising tide lifts all boats. So if there's anything I that, that I can do to help another business, then we're all going to benefit at the end of yeah. the day. There's plenty of pets to go around for all of us. There will always be more families needing pet care, then there will ever be pet care providers. So why don't we all 
help each other. Let, let's do this. You know, we can support each other. We can learn from each other. We can grow together. Uh, that, that is core to everything that I do. That is just amazing. So, of course, we do have speaking events that people can see you at. Uh, we have the Texas Pet Sitters Conference coming up uh, February 24th to the 26th, I think it is. And yep, I'll be speaking there. And then I will be speaking at the Pet Sitter World Conference later this year in Raleigh, North Carolina. I think I'm doing two sessions at that conference. And one then, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the correction. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you're doing two presentations there. So people can see you both of those locations. I don't know if there's still tickets left for Texas. Last thing I saw, there was only like five left. So, so if you're interested, if you're interested in going to Texas, you better buy quick, right? <laughs> it's such a great conference, you know, and before I went last year was my first time going to that. And I thought it was just for Texas, but there's people from all over the country. And it's such a great environment there. They put on such a great uh, conference and, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to see you there. You're going to be speaking. I am excited to see you there too. It's, it's going to be amazing. I have not been before. I had been wanting to go previously and, you know, just never, you know, I've got kind of a re renewed joy in going to conferences now. So I think it was being pent up for so long. I'm like, busting out and I want to travel everywhere. So this is my year for traveling also. <laughs> You'll have to come see us at the Florida Pet Services Summit also. We're making the oh. official announcement for that uh, next week, but it's going to be August 25th to 27th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and we're going to be doing a series of two-hour workshops Friday through Sunday. We have uh, some great speakers lined up so far and in the talks with some more great people. And uh I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to be doing that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, scheduling events, planning events is a huge undertaking, but I might have to look at that. You said in August. Yeah. Check out yeah. the Facebook page. We're Florida Pet Services Association on Facebook. We're making the official announcement for the uh, conference next week. And it, it's I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that is amazing. I know. So next week, so when this is posted, it will already have been listed. So make sure you go to that website. And awesome. then how can people get a hold of you? Of course, you have your uh, YouTube. Uh, yep. People go and subscribe to. What else? What else do you have? How can people catch up with you? Yeah. So I'm Doug the Dog Guy on YouTube, Doug the Dog Guy official on Instagram. You can look up Doug Keeling on Facebook. Or uh, just shoot me an email at Doug at badtothebonepetcare.com. And, you know, I, uh, I do some uh, Zoom coaching calls uh, for a small fee. But if there's anything that I can do just to help you for free via an email, just don't hesitate to reach out. You know, I'm here to help. And I really do believe in, in growing and learning together. So don't, don't hesitate to contact me. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Now, don't you have a, a page on your website that talks about your coaching Yep, it's badtothebonepetcare.com forward slash four pet sitters, F-O-R uh, pet sitters. And uh, there's a contact uh, form for you to fill out on there. I'm working on an official Doug the Dog Guy website. Not quite sure when that'll be out yet. So uh, we'll, we'll just stick with that bad to the bone link for now. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I will drop all that information in the show notes, of course, for everyone. But Doug, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been amazing. I know we've chased a few rabbits and gone different directions, but just about everything out of your mouth is of such massive value. I know we have really touched a lot of people today. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move? <laughs>